on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. That was Little Mix on Bounce Back. And we're bouncing back to the girls around town here on Radio Newark. Very, very briefly before we head up to the news, just time to say hello to our guest in the studio this morning. And very, very appropriate as well, um, as I found out. Sue Ledbeater, good morning, Sue. Good morning, June. Now, Sue's got lots and lots of things to tell us about as the uh, rest of the show goes on. But as we were getting ready to come in and talk just a few moments ago, you will have heard me speaking before about the Dragon Boat Race. What I didn't realise was we have a participant in the studio. Sue, tell us why you're taking part in the Dragon Boat Race. Um, because it's for the Children's Bereavement Centre in part and that, that's um, always important to me. I do try and take part in some activities and I can't always and this is one and somebody approached me um, through the New York Business Club which is um, a networking event that I attend regularly and, um, and asked me whether I would like to take part in their team. And I said yes. <laughs> because, of course, you are a trustee of the Children's Bereavement Centre, aren't you? I yes. am. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's something that um, I feel strongly about for various reasons. But uh, I've been a trustee for eight years now. So how are you feeling? You've got just about a minute to say, how are you feeling about the 15th of September now as it approaches? As it approaches, a little bit more intrepid <laughs> than when I first just said yes. Um, there's training involved. I've seen some videos now of other people um, doing the dragon boat races and there's a lot of effort goes in it looks like a lot more hard work than actually I anticipated <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking as I said I was involved with the dragon boat races um, a few years ago here I know I've got lots of pictures but I think in those days video wasn't quite wasn't quite so much the thing i doubt i've got videos to show you (laughs) but i could certainly um let you see some photographs at some time of the various different people who took part so all very very exciting indeed um and hopefully very very um i was going to say profitable that's not the right word it's going to raise much needed funds for the two absolutely i mean the more people that are able to come um the better really so it's going to be a great day uh lots of things on and um hopefully lots of people will come and hopefully you'll stay dry. I hope so. <laughs> You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio New York with me, June Rollins, in the chair. And my guest for this hour of the show, Sue Leadbeater. We've already met Sue very, very briefly and um, heard that she is going to be participating in the Dragon Boat Race next, what, in September, um, next month, 15th of September. But uh, we're going to take a little bit of time now to find out a bit more about Sue. And I obviously know Sue from way back. We've been uh, members of um, networking groups and such like uh, for quite some time. But um, maybe some of you don't know her so well. And she's also made some changes just recently. So even I need to catch up on those. So Sue, let's start. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and your um, particularly work background. Okay, all right. Well, although I, I don't have the accent, I was born in Hull. Um, <laughs> My mum was. Very strangely, yes. Um, it disappeared. I moved there when I was about 14, um, down to um, between Doncaster and Scunthorpe. Um, but I went to university in Leicester. Um, and I, um, I graduated, started working um, in Leicester, stayed there and, uh, and then uh, very shortly moved up to Nottingham um, and the majority of my work career has been in and around Nottingham or mainly Nottinghamshire actually um, rather than in central Nottingham uh, itself. And, and, and what did you do at university? Uh, a law degree. Yeah. 
Thought yeah, you might I, have. Yes. I, I fell into it. I, it wasn't something that I had always been absolutely passionate about. I wasn't ever one of those people who said, I really want to be a lawyer. Um, I did law as a good, de- it was a good degree at the time. Um, and I felt that it opened up some opportunities for me. Um, but while I was doing it, I thought that actually it was something I enjoyed doing. Um, and I decided while I was there to, to progress my career and, and become a solicitor. Now, um, we had Carrie on the show a couple of weeks ago we're talking yes. about wills in particular yes. and Carrie also did a law degree I think Sheffield if I remember rightly and she she said that um when she was doing her trainee solicitor thingy yes. um you had to progress through the different types of law you know different areas specialists specialisms yes. and um she quite quickly found the one that she wanted to be involved in which was the personal ones which led to her doing all this <coughs> excuse me th- these wills and everything so in in your own trainee time did, did you do the same sort of thing try out different areas and it's part of um what you have to do i'm slightly older than carrie <laughs> few years older than Carrie in fact and so the the training that I did was in a different format then um we still had to have what we called seats different seats yes that was the way to get the experience which is right um of different areas uh, of law and I went to a, a small firm um and predominantly um did a lot of criminal work because it was a big criminal firm um, did a lot of family work um, as well as conveyancing and, and personal personal injury. Um, I realised then um, that I did enjoy doing family work, um, but actually the way that solicitors' practices worked then more so than now um, was that there were a lot of high street practices and I, I wanted to be in a smaller firm locally rather than in a large corporate mm, commercial mm, firm. Mm. And actually um, a lot of those practices did a bit of everything and I actually chose um, whether rightly or wrongly um, to go to a firm where I was in a branch office and I was apart from a conveyancer um, who wasn't a qualified solicitor and I did every single thing that walked through the door. <laughs> so you've had you've had a go to uh, a space of everything. <laughs> Absolutely that, that opened my eyes to every different type of law that, that that you know you could be practicing um but the predominant things were um criminal work and family work even at that time i spent most of my time doing those things uh, and then finally after about 10 years i decided that actually family was where my heart was um and people were starting then to specialize and i decided then that that's what i wanted to do Excuse me, and, and were you still in in Nottinghamshire, or had you come to Newark by then? Yes, I was actually in. Um, <coughs> I was in Hocknell at mm. that time. Um, I spent the first uh, ten years um, of working in in Hocknell, and because the firm that I was then with uh, didn't, I, they still wanted that sort of high street practice way of working um i actually at that time moved firms so that i could then specialize in in family work and moved to i moved to the center of nottingham mm-hmm. um at that, that time um there was a lot of legal aid work then um that has now changed dramatically yes indeed, um yeah. but i did um and i had since since qualifying done a lot of of legal legal aid work 
um, when I moved. Um, I made a wrong move. Um, it's probably the only time I ever have at that stage. Um, I did make a wrong move, um, moving on after about nine months, um, because I went to a firm to specialise in family and actually they had franchises in housing, welfare benefits and debt work. Um, and actually, because none of the others had experience in doing housing, I was kind of led down being the housing mm-hmm. expert, housing supervisor, and did a lot of that. And actually, I found that uh, it, it wasn't quite what I wanted to do. So I then moved away. And when did you land in Newark work-wise? I landed in Newark in 2011. Um, I had been working in Mansfield, so again, the sort of more Nottinghamshire yes. than, than uh, central Nottingham, and I'd been working in Mansfield. Um, by that stage, I was a, a single parent, um, I had two children, um, and I lived out in the Shire, if you like, in, in Farnsfield, and my children were at school in Southwell, and I was just very much finding that I was being torn constantly with going Mansfield which was one way and all the children's things and activities Mm -hmm. were all the other way and it just wasn't quite working properly Um, and so I looked around and the job um, at um, Andrew and Co in York came up. Mm. Um, Now I yeah, I went past them this morning. Yes, yes, yes. on my way to the studio. studio yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've been you've been with Andrew, or you were with Andrew and Co for quite some years, then. Yes, for um, seven, seven, coming up to eight years, and left beginning of this year or last I year. I left in January of this year. So that was your New Year's resolution, perhaps to uh, <laughs> to do something very, very different. <laughs> so. Um, Having having decided to leave there, the, the the plan the plan was is has been to go it alone. Yeah, yes, it uh, wasn't my original plan. Um, my personal circumstances changed. I moved in with my long term partner last year, um, who has always been very supportive um, with me throughout. And um, born a lot, really. I've worked <laughs> long hours, um, and uh, yeah, things have sometimes. Um, I've not always been available to do things because of, of, of work commitments. And I just decided last year with those changing circumstances and we were talking, um, we had plans to um, do lots of things, go on holiday. Oh, yes, we're going to talk about that. I've been, I was following you on Facebook through that lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, holidays um, particularly and just to... Um, I suppose then we retire. I'm 55 now um, and I decided that the the long hours that I um, had to do being employed by somewhere else were just too much um, Mm. and after talking and because of my change in personal circumstances I just felt that there was probably another way of doing things which would free up my time um, and enable us to go away and and do the things that we wanted to do neither of us are getting any older uh, any younger (laughs) (laughs) so 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 you now you you now practice as a soul Yes, uh, uh, your own business. Yes, yes. It's, it's just me. I made a decision, not straight away. I was first, um, first of all, I was thinking of, of perhaps being a consultant or a locum solicitor, which is going into other people's mm. firms, if mm. you like, helping them out. Um, I like, um, I like the investigative side or the the auditing side, if you like, of looking at files and finding out what's been been happening. Um, and I do enjoy that. I did quite a bit of intervention work in in where I've worked previously. Um, and it was it was just a case of well, actually, 
you don't have that same connection with clients because you're dealing with somebody else's clients and Absolutely, you don't yeah. see a process through really from beginning to end and I, I do engender good relationships um, with my clients and I just felt um, having given myself the whole of February off we went away on holiday um, and um, I then decided I thought actually do you know what let me explore about doing this for myself and see what that would involve and I decided then that that it was the right thing for me to do and and is it particularly complicated to set up that kind of I mean set it for, 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 as an example um, myself setting up as a, a freelance writer or whatever easy peasy not nothing very much to do really but perhaps a little bit more complicated when when it's a a, a law related legal type yes business. i think so just from the, the the professional side of things um you have to be regulated um, well not every solicitor has to be regulated it depends on how you choose to set up but because of the work that i do the family uh, work because there is the potential for going to court and because at certain points i may need to hold client money um, i have to be regulated so it's an application to the um, the, the body, the Solicitors Regulation Authority, um, to make sure I am a proper and fit person. <laughs> um, and I guess to... you passed. Yes, you obviously passed. <laughs> I passed. So yes, I was I was pleased with that. My guest for today is Sue Ledbeater. Sue is a solicitor who's taken the leap to go it alone in the last um, oh what, what are we now seven or eight months, isn't it? If you, Almost yes, even yes, before, yes, before. Um, because you had a bit of a break before then. Right before we talk about um, what you are doing and, and and the kind of things you specialise in, tell us a bit about that break then. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was only um, just having a, a holiday really in in America. Um, it was travelling to uh, Denver in Colorado. Wanted to go and see the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, my partner, and I had had a, an amazing holiday last year, actually on on a motorbike um, in Norway, and um, just the scenery there and and being out in in the, the mountains and and the snow was just wonderful um and so we decided that we would um we would like to go um to america and do that combined with the fact that um we both like uh, music um and we wanted to go and see um uh bob seeger i don't know if you ever play him on here um <laughs> oh, bob, bob seeger and that, the yes. silver bullet band and um he doesn't fly so he's never played in england he only ever plays in america and it was his final tour so you got to so see him. We got to see him, just, and we combined just, the two just in time. So, um, apart from the Rocky Mountains what, uh, and Bob Seger, obviously, what were the highlights? I, I remember I saw lots of photographs. So, um, which places kind of will you remember for all time now? Well, I mean, America is is a place that I only ever visited once. Uh, Florida, Disneyland with with the children, and it, it's such it's such a huge um, place. Um, we went to to. to Denver which is a city it's a mile the mile high city um just the, the buildings there surprised me there were a lot of um older buildings I expected it to be a very a very new place um the transport system's amazing it's very cheap um there were free free buses all the way up from um 
downtown which is the the, the main center um to the to the railway station and you could just uh, jump on on and off um but the people were really friendly it was just a lo- lovely place and actually we decided um that we would go back and uh, we went to i went to california in june as well oh um, right so yes another one yeah, yeah. so um to uh, up the pacific highway um, to San yes, Francisco. Actually, yes, I think I saw some of it. Yes, San Francisco has always been somewhere I want to go it's a to. Yeah, fabulous place. Mm. We didn't actually spend as long there as we wanted to. Um, in the end, we were travelling in an RV, um, and we'd kind of got a bit of a loose plan as to where we we wanted to go. Um, it was it was altered because uh, again the snow and the mountains, um, Yosemite National Park, where we wanted to visit, uh, was closed. Um, and uh, Death Valley, which we also wanted to visit, we couldn't go to because we were in the RV. We had to sign a disclaimer to say we couldn't go. So we had to alter our, our trip round. Um, but we saw the amazing giant redwoods. Um, we, we, were, we were going down um, roads where the, the snow was six to eight foot um, on the side of the roads. Oh. The water was coursing down in the, in the waterfalls. It was just a, a lovely place. And we then went to uh, the Grand Canyon um, and Hoover Dam, or places that I, you know, you hear about and mm. I'd yes. never visited. Yeah. So mm. it was uh, the two of them together. I've opened my eyes to um, America being a, a fantastic place to visit, actually. Um, and there are more places I would like uh, to I was to. just going to say, yes, um, going back again, no doubt. Absolutely. In, in the, and, and, and I'm guessing that uh, now working for yourself gives you that bit more freedom to do this sort of thing. I mean, you're not tied to four weeks holiday a year or whatever um, the, no. the case was before. So It was one of the reasons. Um, I mean, Chris um, works away um, and we, we were a bit limited sometimes when we could have holidays. Um, either I couldn't get the time off or he couldn't get the time off. And yes, part of doing what I've done is is really to give me that flexibility um, to to take holidays um, where I want but a lot of what I can do um, I don't want to abandon it's not the intention to abandon clients when I go away and actually I can I can work and do a lot of what I do while I'm away on a computer and uh, which is what I did when um, uh, when I was in California the joys of technology yes, absolutely indeed. yes been, very much changed there, the way we that. work yes yes I I um, I, uh, I only go away very occasionally but I always take my laptop with me yes. and I've always got my phone and, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes yes we we, yeah, yeah. we very seldom um, are totally cut off from from the working world yes yeah absolutely right let's have a bit more music and then we will talk in a little bit a little bit more detail about the kind of things you're doing and how um um how, how you get your clients and work with your clients you're listening to the girls around town here on radio Net with me june rollins with me in the studio sue ledbeater we've been talking about sue's uh, rather exciting holiday about Sue's plans to be a dragon boat racer and more importantly about her change in her working life so Sue tell us you, you, you've referred to family law on a number of occasions mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about what that actually is it's um it, it's more on the side of um, relationships and actually it's about people who uh, traditionally who are um, unfortunately ending a relationship so married couples and people living together who are at the stage where they have um, decided or that it's been generated for them that they want they need to separate and dealing with the issues arising out of that 
um, whether it's divorce because they're married, um, whether there are children and, and sorting out arrangements for them. Um, and generally, the biggest thing that people need help with is the financial side, um, properties, business, income, um, and making sure that when people separate, that, that it's fair for both of them moving forwards. But actually more so now, um, it's helping people at the start of relationships, um, younger couples who are getting together for the first time, but actually also um, a lot of people now um, have second or subsequent relationships, um, marriages even. Um, and it's, it's, it's looking at sorting out their affairs to provide some certainty for them in case things break down because often um, you have you know different family units within that that, yeah, that is yes. crea- mm. that are created mm. um, particularly when there are children involved and and people often come into that second relationship with uh, differing asset bases um, some might have a property some others not pensions different levels of income and it's about looking at that and and looking at what people would want to happen if that relationship breaks down and providing some certainty um, in doing that so things like cohabitation or living together agreements and and prenuptial and postnuptial agreements so you, uh, you say a prenuptial i mean we, we hear about those all the time don't we for celebrities and everything but it's not only celebrities that need that sort of thing absolutely not um and it really used to be considered for celebrities only um but actually there are many people out there who um you know are coming into a relationship and they may have even one property that they own in their name they may have children um and it may be that if if that um uh, marriage breaks down fairly quickly and, and regrettably some do um then it's about ensuring that uh, provision has been made as to what you would want to happen that that not necessarily the new um, spouse would would gain a, a huge interest in that that property if the marriage is then only a short one because because nowadays relationships are so much more complicated um family you said you know that there's the family within the family within the family in in, in many cases um and um i i presume an, another aspect of it even if you don't personally do it is making sure that people have the right um provision for wills and things in place because as we heard from carrie before that can be a minefield in the complicated family setups that we have now absolutely i mean there are there are there are two main things um you know that people do need to consider um it's what happens in life and i I know carrie very well um you know i'm happy to refer all my wills work to her because I know that she will look at that side of things. I deal with ha- with what happens in life and she happens with what would happen on death. And mm. it's so important that everybody, young or old, um, considers both of those things so that it provides really certainty because things will happen if you don't make provision. But actually, what it's what most people want is to be in control of what happens um so that 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 they're not leaving others to sort out a mess or deal with issues that that arise um and that's what we both do and i deal with the things that happen in our lifetimes uh, and and carrie deals with what happens on death so uh, you you said that you're happy to refer people to to carrie for for her side of things presumably um at least in part your own business comes from people from from 
personal recommendations and things like that is that how you mainly get your clients the majority of my work comes from um, personal recommendations um i mean I, I've, I've got um, a, a great um, um support from family and friends um but also i know a lot of people in in the business community um i've uh, networked quite a lot um historically i I, I like networking. I like talking to people. It's it's not something I've ever found difficult. And and I and I guess networking. Um, people say it's it's about engendering relationships. It's it's about getting to know people. And once people know you, and then they they've they've heard about you, they're much more willing to um, uh, to refer to you. Brilliant. Now we're going to hear from Jess Glynn in a moment. But I've just remembered something else I wanted to ask you, which I will do after we've heard from Jess Glynn. You um, posted. Mm, a couple of three weeks ago maybe a query about what um classic what what people would classify as smart casual because you needed it for a rather special i did event didn't you i did we will talk about that in a few minutes time Right, we were talking to Sue, Sue Ledbeater, a little while ago about her business and all sorts of things like that. But one thing that I mentioned before we went over to Jess Glynn was that I remembered something um, I'd seen on Sue's Facebook page that I wanted to ask her a little bit more about. Sue had an invitation to do something slightly different a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? I think it was, was it that very hot week? It was. I thought it was, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Sue, tell us what you were invited to do and how it went. Okay, so I was invited to go down to the uh, BBC studios in London um, to meet 20 or 30 journalists from a variety of different uh, news programmes because they wanted to meet people who would be able to go on the television um, and um, comment on certain aspects of of news. And of course, we're looking for people with certain specialisms um, in order to do that. It's actually part of um, something called Project 5050, uh, which is um, um, an initiative on on the BBC's part to have as many men, 50% of um, um, women as well as men, on the BBC commentating because uh, historically it really has been uh, men only. So it's really for, for, for women. Um, so there were a lot of women who went down uh, with me in order to do that. So um, you you were invited with some with with one or two other lo- uh, uh, one or two other local, local ladies I recognised, yep, yes, didn't I? Were. I think yeah, yeah. Um, and travelled down to London on one of the hottest days of the year it was <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the thursday was it no it wasn't, it wasn't the thursday. thursday that would have no, been a nightmare wouldn't really it hot yes <laughs> so so when you got there what what actually did you end up doing i mean what what, what happened during the the time you were there you were taken on a little bit of a tour around we maybe? didn't manage to get a tour um we did go into the studios and we saw the live news um studio where everything was taking place and there's all the hustle and the bustle we didn't manage to get on a tour um, but we did then go um, and meet a lot of uh, other people, uh, say mainly women, from all over the place, from all over the country. A um, few from London, but um, I met um, people from um, Birmingham and from Newcastle who were there for the day to talk to journalists. And they um, met, we were sat in tables and they met all of us um, and we were able to give them a little bit about ourselves and pass on our contact details so that we could be kept in mind if they had anything that might be of interest so we could very well be seeing you on 
on Good Morning, whatever it's called. Know. You know, you might be sitting there with Piers Morgan giving him advice on family you law. You never know. I might well indeed. <laughs> They've got my details, so yes. <laughs> or maybe loose women or something like that. It could be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Watch out. <laughs> right. Um, and obviously, uh, I know that in part this came about because of networking, didn't it? It did, yeah. yes, it yeah. did. Um, I've um, I've always um, been to networking. It was part of uh, meeting people um, to, to gain business. It was something I did when I first started at Andrew and & Co. Um, and I attended a lot of different local networking groups. Obviously, I met you, June, um, through through one of them. Um, but I am, um, and I decided to, um, to take on the role of a leader of one of the local groups. It's one I attended right from the very beginning, so I've been going probably for about... 10 years now actually to this group uh, WIRE uh, or Women in Rural Enterprise so it is a women only group yes. <laughs> um, although I do network with, with men and have many uh, um, male uh, connections but this is particularly a, a female group um, and I decided early this year to uh, become the network leader and you um, you meet on the first Wednesday of every month yes the first Wednesday of every uh, month and you meet at Aura we do and if memories no, oh, this yes this wednesday will be the first wednesday of every month it wasn't is, it? and i've yes. got a feeling i know who's coming yeah i think you do i yes. think <laughs> it's a lady called janice Holmes. it is indeed it and janice is a regular listener to the show janice also um that the, the reason that she's coming to wire on wednesday or part of the reason she's coming to wire on wednesday janice came into the show uh, some time ago to reveal this rather exciting adventure which has kind of taken off a bit hasn't it Janice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact janice will be back i think it's a week on sunday if i remember uh, uh, not this uh, two weeks today uh, not next sunday but the sunday after i think janice is coming back to update us on bras for gambia um i am not it, anybody on facebook who follows either myself the girls around town or janice will know how many approximate and all reads the new advertiser or their certainly their facebook page will know how many bras actually arrived she's Shay amazingly Janice. well um rather a lot to put it mildly yes yes <laughs> but, the, but the ladies at wire <coughs> oh excuse me are going to be treated to an update from janice on wednesday aren't they <coughs> but they're yeah. also going to be um given a bit more detail about the the bra fitting yes her expertise, expertise. Um, she also like myself has a, a new business um and it's about supporting uh, uh, women and and uh, business and she's going to be demonstrating to us her depth of knowledge um regarding um fitting bras um bring some of her lingerie and you'll um, probably see I, 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 we won't see it now but um janice when janice came on the show not that time, but the time before that, when she first launched the business, she brought a lot of bras. Yes. And um, I got undressed in the studio several times and tried them on. Um, <laughs> and since that date, I have never worn anything but Janice bras. Um, so you'll probably see the range that I'm wearing. I'm sure she will have them with her. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I have volunteered to be a model on the evening um, because I've also purchased some of, of, of Janice's bras. But she thought it might be an idea to have a model. Um to show what if you like a pad fitting bra, bra is like um as well as as how one should be fitted so i'm looking i'm looking forward to that 
<laughs> Without giving away um, the surprise, uh, she may very well do what she did here in the studio when she came in to talk about it. She said quite often when she's demonstrating the importance of having the right bra, she will appear with you know, fully dressed but with the wrong bra on top of her and in fact there is a photograph on, on the girls around town um facebook page somewhere of her doing that and that is her way of demonstrating the um importance of having the right bra yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she will <laughs> right we're going to have one more piece of music um and um then we will um find out from sue before she leaves how um people can get in touch if they have um the need for her services Absolutely. or if they want to find out more about the networking i'm june rollins i am in the studio with my guest sue ledbeater although we won't be here for much longer we're going to hand over to the sunday lunchtime show in just a little while but before we do we have oh we've got three minutes in which we can give you some reminders so first of all the beaumont house and children's bereavement center newark dragon boat race 2019 a it's taking place on sunday the 15th of september and b and much more importantly if you go along and watch you will see sue on one of the boats which which, um which team are you part of sue um the team is is actually carrie's babes so carrie is uh is in in there as well and right so um that's as i say on the 15th of september down at riverside park um also we mentioned just before that piece of music the next meeting of wire which will be featuring janice um our good friend janice holmes the bra lady um just remind people when and where so so we meet on uh, the first wednesday of each month the next one is uh, this wednesday uh, the 7th of august and we meet at the aura center here in newark and that's from 6 30 uh, until 8 30 and everybody's welcome you can come for the first time and and and, and see what we're like um, without committing to anything and everybody is welcome brilliant now sue um we've talked in quite a bit of detail about your new business and what you offer and whatever the important thing that we haven't talked about is very quickly how people can get in touch with you they need your services if they can't get by without you as (laughs) real thing we're just saying okay so uh, well my business um is as it says on the tin um sl family law um and i am on facebook and also i have a website in process um so you can get my contact uh, details from there um so by telephone um oh seven nine five oh one six four six one four um or by emailing me um sue at slfamilylaw.co.uk and i am happy to chat to anybody um without any charge whatsoever no commitment to see whether or not it's something that um not just i can help with whether actually they that it's something that they need assistance with brilliant thank you thank you very much indeed for coming in sue it's been thank lovely you. to see you catch up with you um the best of luck with the new business thank you the very best much. of luck with the meeting on wednesday night at why i'm thank sure you, you won't need to look for that but especially the best of luck on the 15th of september That's when you take most. part in the dragon <laughs> boat race we will be um expecting to see and hear from you um if only via facebook to see how things go we-